right. Hey, welcome to the five things podcast. Uh, this episode is five awful fandoms that, that we support, uh, fandoms that we love, but are, uh, maybe a little embarrassed by, uh, we should probably preface this with the, we, we do like these things. We're not going to like, we're not like, like we're going to talk a little bit of smack. I'm not saying that we're not going to do that, but it is, um, it's with love. It's with love. Um, just, I've dedicated enough of my life to all the things we're going to talk about that I'm allowed to talk unlimited shit about them. Yeah. If, if anything, if you feel offended by this, just join our side and be like, you're right, I'm also not like those other girls. And I can like that thing without being the weirdos. But deep down, we all know. We're both the weirdos. It's okay. Um, so I went first last time. Means you're up. Means I'm up. Alright, my first, my number five here is All Products by Games Workshop. Uh, Warhammer, Age of Sigmar, Warhammer 40k. I played both. I have a ton of miniatures behind me somewhere that are unfinished uh, because I haven't finished any of my armies yet. I have wanted to play Warhammer since I was a little kid. I had a friend growing up that whose dad had some from like metal miniatures from the first versions of Warhammer, like the one that was just a was just like a tabletop game before it was Warhammer 40k, like the official version, it was like the, it, was, it predates Warhammer 40k, but it was still like the 40k miniatures, I can't remember what the game was called but he had some of those, like the Hero Quest version of Warhammer and they were the coolest things ever, I played D&D for the first time at their house in their basement when I was like 15 I think, and we used his dad's old Warhammer 40k miniatures as our characters on their table, and it, they were the coolest things ever and of course, anybody who knows anything about Warhammer also knows that it's the most expensive form of plastic possible. Yeah. Uh, just like ludicrously expensive. So I couldn't afford to play it when I was younger. Parents did not have the money to spend, you know, $50 on four little plastic army men. Uh, I didn't have the money for it at all through college for obvious reasons. Graduated from college in my first job. My boss at the first job I had out of college was super to Age of Sigmar. And he hooked me up with some guys that sold. Age of Sigmar stuff for like 20% less and I bought everything I needed to make a Seraphon army. And then I got fired from that job, got depressed and didn't paint any of it. Uh, and then I got a new job and bought a bunch of stuff to make Warhammer 40k stuff and now it's all primed and I'm in the process of painting it. Uh, I actually painted well enough and I, I, paid, I play the Fallout miniatures game as well and that's where I got most of my practice in. I paint well enough that I did a charity auction painting uh, through Miniac anybody's familiar with that, where I painted some uh, warriors for the robot army, which the name of which escapes me right now, unfortunately, from 40k. Necrons. Uh, super fun. I love Games Workshop. I love everything they do. I even love their incredibly mediocre video games. Uh, I love their hey, incredibly Space mediocre Marine story. Space Marine was okay. Space Marine was okay. Hey, age, uh... V uh, Vermintide Warhammer. got a sequel. Vermintide is super. Got a bunch they're of sequels. A, they're making a new one for 2021. Yeah, they're making a Vermintide, but 40k as well. That looks yeah, awesome. it's like something else tied. It's one of the seven zombie games that got debuted at the VGAs. Dark Tide, Dark Tide, Dark Tide. Very excited, and you get to play as an Ogren, um, a Guardsman. I can't remember what the other two. I think it's a Commissar, or not a Commissar. Maybe it is a Commissar. It's either a Commissar or a Rogue Trader. I don't know. Looks fantastic. I'm very excited. Um, I played the 40k role-playing game when I was in college with one of my friends who is a terrible DM, and we all had like 12 character sheets and we would just die because that's what guardsmen do in combat. Uh, that was my first like intro. I read a ton of 1D4chan. If you are familiar with what that is, it's just like... I am not. It's, 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 it's Wikipedia, but for role-playing games but it's all told by people that are just like super fans of role-playing games that are very critical of the decision-making of the people who make role-playing games. Mm. It's like it's like reading a uh, it's like reading the YouTube comments of a role-playing game. It's a great way to learn the actual history of a role-playing game and how it was developed and all the like the outcry from from fans. Uh, it's a terrible way to learn the actual lore. Uh, it's a great way to learn all the memes though. So. So what a. Uh, what 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 about this thing you're a massive fan of? Do you do you find to be so awful? Have you met the people that play it? 
I only know you. Have you met Have you met a single other person who's really into Warhammer, Danny? Because that's the answer. Uh, I love Warhammer, but the people who are super into Warhammer are a bit rough sometimes. Uh, they tend to be very obsessive and very strong opinionated about things. Like, I came into it having never played Warhammer Fantasy. When Warhammer Age of Sigmar was originally released, everybody hated it. There was a lot of backlash. Uh, it's kind of come around now because they've changed the rules. But like, I, my one friend who was super into Warhammer in college that introduced me to 40K, my uh, introduced me to 40K and had like orc models. Uh, every time I talk to him, it's hard to to get on the subject of Warhammer because they recently released Primaris, which are uh, n- a new version of the Space Marines that are like updated and stronger like the whole idea of 40k is that nothing can be better than what the emperor made and the emperor made the original space marines so the fact that the primaris marines are stronger is heresy and should have never been allowed and it's just a way for it's just a way for uh games workshop to sell new miniatures and make people have to buy them because now the old miniatures don't have as good a stats the new miniatures and so you have to spend a lot of money and in reality i think they're cool right because i didn't invest multiple hundreds of dollars into the old style marines yeah, you, you invested multiple hundreds of dollars in the new style of Marines. Yeah, I did. Yeah, um, I also did. Yeah, you did. After being told I'd be able to scalp them, which has so far not been true. You can still scalp them. You can scalp the two halves for a little bit more than what you paid originally. Uh, but yeah, they ended up, because the scalping got so out of hand, they ended up uh, selling them made-to-order online because they got scalped so hard. Yeah. I guess I, I missed the boat on the, the, the scalping. Now I'm, I have to play this game. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. Spoilers. I almost also put board games on here. Uh, and ultimately did not only because, while I've definitely seen it, I've never had to experience it for an extended period of time. Like, the awful, like, people who don't shower and, like, the guys that, like, yeah, like, get, like, overly angry about stuff. Like... <laughs> You know what I mean? It's not even the it's not even the people who don't shower thing or the anger the anger is the big thing for me. It's I've been to some Warhammer tournaments and seen them seen it played, never partaken one myself. It's the people are so obsessed with the lore. And the thing is like when Warhammer came into existence, they basically just let anybody who could hold a pen write Warhammer lore for a while in books. So the books there's like a hundred and some different books at this point. Yeah, a lot of it's been retconned. More, more than that. Yeah. yeah. None of it's been retconned. I I think it depends who you ask. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Yeah, it's it's not like Star Wars where they're like everything that isn't the movies was retconned. It's Games Workshop is just kind of like, eh. yeah, like I guess it's <laughs> it's it's been retconned in the way that like if somebody use whatever the most recent book wins, I think. Yes, that no, that is exactly how it works. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but yeah, the people who are super into it get super angry. If you find somebody who is into Warhammer Fantasy. Uh, they will talk to you for hours about how much they hate Warhammer Age of Sigmar. If you find somebody who likes 40k, they'll talk to you for hours about how much they hate the Primaris Marines. It's just, it's hard, man. It's like, I just want to play this, I just like painting the dumb miniatures. I just want to I like reading the lore. Like, I like reading the, I have the books now, I bought them on my Kindle. Yeah. They're entertaining. This is a solid number five. I have, for my number five, arguably the most controversial uh, one because we largely talk about nerd stuff, uh, and and two I was raised Irish Catholic. My number five is Notre Dame. <laughs> oh, Danny, no! This this was the catalyst for this episode. Was I saw that Notre Dame made the playoff, and I saw all the people on Twitter being mad about Notre Dame making the playoff, and being like, "Yeah, you're not wrong, but we're in, so screw you," which is the most Notre Dame thing in the world. Notre Dame fans are the absolute worst. We're monsters. We haven't been that good in forever, but still talk about how we have, like, all... Like, it's not even true anymore, but, like, it used to be we had the most national championships, all the Heismans, like, all, this, all this other stuff. But it was just because we had money, and we could pay people to come. Like, we just got, like, really into, like, national recruitment way before everybody else did, and then we just built this dynasty where all the best players would come to us. And now that's just Alabama um, and the SEC in general. 
like they refuse to join a conference like we're in the acc this year because of covid but like otherwise we refuse to join a conference but like still complain that we don't get treated like we are in a conference like touchdown jesus as a concept is very funny but also like you don't get to have all of this annoying religious piety and then also have a touchdown jesus like you don't get do you know what touchdown jesus is <laughs> Mm, I do not. I know there's a butter Jesus, right? Uh, there's like a big butter statue of Jesus there. Uh, not a Notre Dame, no, but yeah, there is a big butter Jesus. There's a song by uh, Haywood Banks uh, about the butter Jesus. You can see the butter Jesus, actually. Uh, mm. You can drive to it. It's at a mega church. Uh, but no, so you can't see it anymore because so the stadium used to be a big horseshoe. And in one of the end zones, you could see the side of a building that had this massive, like the whole side of the building, like mosaic of Jesus with his arms like this. <laughs> um and you can see it from the end zone and it was touchdown jesus was what everybody called it and then they it was like kind of controversial when they, they closed off the stadium and added like i don't know a whole bunch of seats because you know money uh which yeah whatever i'm not mad about people trying to make money on a stadium like you know like get it right uh, tags on it but like at the same time like it's like oh this is you know this religious like like i don't know if you've ever been to notre dame but like i have but i'm waiting for you to finish what you're saying before i go into my relationship with notre dame there's just a lot of like and like i get it you know what i mean but it's also i i don't know it, it's it's always sort of bothered me that like people go to this weird grotto as like this like touchstone but like it's also everything's very commercialized we're we're still like, I don't know. Like, I don't totally... It, it's not quite full-on prosperity gospel, but, like, there's, like, a little bit of, like, you know, as a Notre Dame booster, if you gave us some more money, uh, you know, maybe the Lord would uh, look more favorably upon you. And the, the fans are the worst. Like, they're just the most obnoxious, entitled, loud people. And I'm one of them. I get it. Like, I, I support Notre Dame, but every time I say that out loud, somebody gets mad at me, and I can't fault them for that. I, uh, I, my experience with Notre Dame are as, as a gen in like a generic, my experience with Notre Dame, I've never met somebody who went to Notre Dame that I could stand to be in the room with for more than like two minutes that didn't immediately go, I went to Notre Dame for college, I got a ton of scholarships and I came from a background where they let me go for free. Uh, if you paid full price to go to Notre Dame, there's a 0% chance that you and I can stand to be in the, in the room together. Uh, which, please, somebody prove me wrong. I would love that. Uh, but everybody I met went to Notre Dame uh, was either terrible or apologized for going to Notre Dame within, like, five minutes of meeting them. Danny and I went to a show here in Indianapolis. It was a storytelling show. And this guy got off the stage and was like, yeah, I got money to do a thing through Notre Dame. And uh, I, he was a, he's a black man. And he was like, yeah, I, went, I got a thing to go to Notre Dame. And then they gave me money to do, like, my research project and everybody always treated me like garbage the whole time I was there and I hated it. <laughs> it was like, it's like that and that's just been my experience personally with people that I know that I've known have gone to Notre Dame. Uh, I actually have been to Notre Dame's campus because for one and a half weeks I was in the reserve officer training corps program at Notre Dame through Trine University where I went to college. Nice. It lasted a week and a half uh, for any, any of you who have watched anything we do or know me personally will know that I don't respect authority very well, and I hate the U.S. government for a variety of very solid reasons. Uh, a lot of my family is military background, and in high school they were like, uh, I got an offer through ROTC. They were like, hey, we'll pay for you to go to college if you do ROTC. And I was like, that's cool. And then I went to college, and that was the year that they cut all superfluous funding to the military, uh, which really just means they cut, like, three things to the military but not black budgets and all the stuff they should have been cutting uh, and one of the programs that got cut was my scholarship and I went there and they were like hey we're not paying you anymore and also this kind of sucks right and I was like yeah you're right and I haven't signed any paperwork yet so later yeah uh, I knew a lot of well not a lot of people but multiple people in college who similar experience of when they, they, they cut the scholarships for ROTC everybody was just like oh well I have no reason for me to keep doing this. Yeah. No, I am not a uh, not a. It's a it's a good thing because no good would have come of me being in the military for anybody involved. Yeah, they they would have just they would have found a way to brainwash you. You would have. You would have complied Maybe. at some point. 
they're very good at that. That's sort of the point. Um, but that's my number five. Probably the most controversial. Just because when you make fun of, like, nerds, they're kind of used to it. But when you make fun of the football people, they tend to take it personally. Oh, man, I thought you were going to say when you make fun of the Catholics. Yeah. I mean, we kind of got it coming. You know, but... I, that's, I guess that's why it's on my list, because, like, yeah, I still support Notre Dame, despite the fact I, like, I probably shouldn't. But I do, damn it. Go fight a Irish. I don't care. That's my number five. Alright. My number four is uh, Nintendo. Just all and Nintendo. Specifically, all of it. So it was hard to pick because there's just so many aspects of Nintendo stuff that I'm a fan of. But Nintendo as a whole, uh, yeah, absolutely. I like Nintendo products enough that when I was in high school, actually, I think it was late middle school I started, but in high school, I would get given Nintendo consoles that were older and I, like, ordered online the tools to fix them and would repair them for people and repair them. And so I was given like lots of games for free and console free and repair, repair them and sell them as like a side project. Uh, I would get on Nintendo's website. I was part of their forums when they still had a forum. They got rid of it. I'm very sad about it still to this day. Uh, I, when Super Smash Bros. Brawl was being announced, I would get on the Smash Dojo and read the articles they would release every week uh, on like, I think we had like dial up internet at the time, which is hilarious. Uh, I love everything Nintendo creates, even though they're a garbage company who treats their fans like shit. I specifically love Smash Brothers and Fire Emblem, which are two groups of Nintendo fans that don't really get along very well. Yeah, no, not of. really. Uh, but I love Fire Emblem, and anybody who loves Fire Emblem will know that the only people who hate Fire Emblem uh, more than people who don't play it is the people who do play it. Uh According to most Fire Emblem fans, there has not been a good Fire Emblem game for, like, six or seven games in a row now. Ever? <laughs> Honestly, ever, yeah. It's, it's, like, it's a real no, no true Fire Emblem type situation. Yeah. No, it's that's that's 100% the truth. Like, if you go onto any Fire Emblem-related subreddit or uh, group, it will be, like, a bunch of posts about the newest game, and then, like, one post about the Tellius series, which is the ones with Ike in them, and it'll just be a bunch of people complaining about how much they hate that they they changed like an ad, they got rid of the weapon triangle in the newest game or that the old games had a lot of like questionable things like necrophilia and marrying your sister and which is fair valid points yeah, i i didn't know that was in there <laughs> like, uh, oh yes that's a big deal really spicing things up yeah there's a whole there's one of the games the, the, the there's a whole plot point where one of the guys like betrays you because the evil guy brings his wife, brings your wife back, but he doesn't actually bring her back. She's like a zombie. Ew. Yeah, it's and it's. And you still bone her? He still bones her. Yes. Oof. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's lots of dragon lollies, uh, which are you know oh. problematic for multiple yeah. reasons. Uh, oh no. Yeah, but they're great games. I love them. <laughs> Smash Brothers. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I could talk about Smash Brothers like as its own five things. I could probably do just five Smash Brothers. Uh, terrible things that happened, honestly, as its own podcast. Uh, yeah, you just started uh, <laughs> the uh, the national competitive rankings, and you just work through sexual assaults on your way down. Well, you know. <laughs> There's that. Uh, I uh, met a woman when I was on vacation. Huh? You cut out. Oh. I, uh, I, I met somebody when I was on vacation, and we were talking in a uh, coffee shop. And we were like, you know, like, what, what are your interests, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, at the time, I was playing in Smash Brothers tournaments locally. Uh, this was pre-pandemic, obviously. And I was like, yeah, I play Smash Brothers uh, competitively. And she went, oh. <laughs> and I immediately went, no, um, I'm sorry. I can tell by the way you said that that you also know somebody who played Smash Brothers competitively, and I would just like to say that I am not friends with any other human being that plays Smash Brothers competitively. I'm not even that good. I have never made it past pools. I'm, like, better than all of my friends, but if I play people who play in tournaments, they destroy me. I just really love the game, but I can't... I, the people who play it, they're just not really my style. And there are some people, like, the top level, you know, the ones that still play it at the top level that are around they're cool guys but a lot of the people at the local tournaments are just massive dickheads and if you're a person who plays smash Bros. at tournaments and you're cool man more power to you love to see it 
But uh, as somebody who has been to tournaments uh, around the state that I'm from and seen the experiences other people have had, like people in the in the Smash Bros. community are the worst. Just, just the worst. They are every like gamer stereotype you can come across. It's bad. Well, I mean, and you don't even have to look that far to see why. Well, there's the you know the recent problem that I'm just gonna gloss over. If you know, you know, I mean, and if you don't, Google it. I already um, called it out. So <laughs> you did. Uh, there was like the people hucking uh, cr- like crabs at oh, someone like threw a crab at a guy who won a tournament uh, because he'd won like three or four tournaments around. They were mad about it because he didn't play a character that people like. Like Smash Brothers fans are real jerks. This is the the best way to put it. I mean, we could add enough. We could really just like the fighting game community. Yeah. Like if we're gonna really, you know, ruffle some 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 feathers here rarely because like i love watching fighting games i suck at fighting games i wish i was good at fighting games and like i will watch the like tournaments online and stuff everybody's just kind of a jerk and i'm like how are there not more fights but i guess like there kind of are fights like there's oh, re- yeah, people, real beef yeah people yell and scream at each other and get in fights uh there's been people like thrown out of tournaments multiple times for harassing people and stuff like that that's just nutty to me oh, yeah that's crazy yeah, like, I, I want to play the Power Rangers fighting game really bad. But I also, to be good at a fighting game, you have to dedicate so much time that I just, I can't, I can't do. But one yeah, day. That's my, that's my number four. Solid number four. Solid number four. Um, this is the only one I saw of yours actually on your list, so I'm excited for the rest of this. I thought it was going to be just Smash Brothers, because I, yeah, the, uh, it can get rough. I've not been to any tournaments, but I've been at places where tournaments were happening and it's enough for it to be like I will say the people that run the tournaments are always the coolest dudes ever they have to be it's the people, every it's, time it's people like you it's people who love the game and want tournaments to happen but are also like every hero's a jerk <laughs> so I don't yeah. want to like I'm not gonna play I'll run a tournament if you guys leave me alone alright I uh alright so I know I all of these are controversial for me I looking at my list again but uh my number what are we on three no, number four. Yes. Final Fantasy, baby. Yeah. Uh, I have played almost every single Final Fantasy. This is a, a some sort of promotional art from Final Fantasy fourteen, which I'm playing on stream. Uh, I I used it because fourteen has like a mishmash of all the other games in it. That's kind of like the bit is that you can have a Buster Sword and like also talk to like a Garlean Judge and like all that kind of stuff. Uh. Final Fantasy gets cringy real quick once you start getting into, like, the actual fan base. Like, the games themselves are, like, honestly, mostly, like, not too bad. Like, there's definitely, like... Especially, like, especially like once you get, like, Final Fantasy X is when they really start to do the, like, what if everybody's butt just hangs out? Like, what if we had an entire populace of people who just wear chaps all the time? But it was it's bad graphics, so, like, it's not, like, that big of a deal. It's sort of, like, implied... And they do less of that as you kind of go forward. But, like, I'm on the Final Fantasy subreddit. I, I, I'm i deep on this franchise. Like, I have done other podcasts about Final Fantasy games. I have friends who have done multiple Let's Plays on YouTube of Final Fantasy VII. I know a guy who wrote an HBO series, not like a real one, but as like a resume-type situation, about Final Fantasy VII. I'm deep on this franchise. There is some weirdos man <laughs> they're just just too many people saying too many things about fictional women for me to really oh, no. feel comfortable <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> like it's not even like like i get like all your especially like kind of nerdy fandoms you're gonna have those people who like have big pillows and you know it's like say kind of weird cringy stuff i that all gets a pass for me i don't care you want to pretend to be a chocobo like whatever do do that but somebody posts a picture of themselves dressed up like a video game character and all of the comments are just like about her boobs it gets hard it gets really it does get hard for me every time (sighs) i'm talking about this is what i'm talking about but yeah it just it gets rough because like it's it's already not accessible it's a very inaccessible franchise as popular as it is if somebody's like oh play final fantasy 7 it's the most popular one it's only going to take 70 hours of reading poorly translated 
Japanese to English text of these like really blocky little dudes. And then you have to be like, no, no, it was really cool 30 years ago. Just trust me. And then you can play the newer ones. The newer ones aren't really anything like the older ones, which is fine. Like they're, they're still good in their own right, but they're still like very anime. They're still like making references to these games that came out 40 years ago at this point that don't mean anything to you if you didn't play those games. You know what I mean? Like why are there giant chickens in every single game kind of thing? Because they're the best. Yeah, it's just, it's hard. <laughs> I mean, this channel supports giant chickens in all forms. All right. We pray to our one true God Huggins. May he Huggins. bestow us with uh, health power-ups. Health power-ups and gallon and, and And fedoras that let us rotate our our, our spell slots, our, our gear slots. Uh, but yeah, like it's just, it's already not accessible. So when like you pile on like the weird, it's just like, just trust me, please. It's fun. Like even playing Final Fantasy 14, trying to get people to just to be like, no, it's like, wow. I get that that's not a great argument. <laughs> I love Final Fantasy, and I was the person of my friend group that was the most into Final Fantasy until I met Danny. And Danny blows me out of the water ten times over when it comes to Final Fantasy. Like, I've played all of the mainline games, uh, except for the newest one. I just haven't played it yet. And I've played several of the spinoffs. Uh, I've played all of the spinoffs for Final Fantasy VII and X, which is there's only but... one for ten. Have you played the trading card game? I have not, although I've thought about it a lot, and you offered to give me a deck, and I, I need to take you up on that. I have too much money invested in the Final Fantasy trading card game. That nostalgia hits hard. It hits really hard when you see, like, a big Sephiroth booster pack at the game store, man. It's hard to hey, be man. like, nah. And it's a good I'll, game, dude. It's a really good game. It it plays a lot like Magic the Gathering, but you can burn cards for mana, so you can't get just like a bad draw where you're like, I have great cards, I can't play them, or I have a billion land cards and nothing to use them with, because you can just scrap your cards for energy for it's like crystal energy or whatever it is, but it's basically mana. Um, it's a great game, and I have multiple boxes of booster decks that I have opened. Um, on top of the pre-made decks because they come with cards you can only get in the pre-made decks that you then like transfer over into your competitive decks don't get me wrong guys i love everything on my list too much uh i'm just very judgmental about the other people who like it i guess is the yeah. way to put that uh but that's my number four final fantasy speaking of sephiroth he's in smash now yeah he is get hype i'm gonna finally install fun. this capture card so we can play some smash on so stream my number three is, oh no, uh, Fabulous Killjoys, which is specifically a My Chemical Romance album, their last album they made, well, traditional album they made. I do not know what this is. Disband. It's the last album My Chemical Romance made before they officially disbanded um, the first time. They're back now. I think they came out with a new album. I like My Chemical Romance. I would not describe myself as a super fan of My Chemical Romance. Uh, I am, however, a super fan specifically of Killjoys. Killjoys, uh, The True Lives of the Fabulous Killjoys was the album name. It describes the band, My Chemical Romance, are this group called the Killjoys. They live in this alternate history future where there's this massive city called Battery City, and all the world around it is destroyed, and they live in the world around it. And there are these crazy, like, black and white skin, like, these white-on-white-skinned with black hair and black eyes creatures called vampires that are, like, police for Battery City that go out and, like, hunt people down in the wasteland. It's kind of like uh, cyberpunk uh, in that, like, the the company that runs the city has all the power and all the other people are kind of just, like, slaves to the corporation, but there's only one city and everybody's, like, struggling to survive. They end up, there's a whole bunch of music videos for it. They end up getting, they end up dying. The, the group dies in, like, their final confrontation to get this girl... Uh, that is the bottom left picture out of she gets captured so to get to let her escape because she's some kind of like savior figure as like a six-year-old they all die uh the comic books pick up with that girl who's now like 12 or 13 um being found by this other group of people and it's only like it's only like six or seven issues like the entire series it's awesome i got the first comic book they released it for free comic book day when i was still in high school and then i bought all of the rest of them i have the trade paperback 
I own Party Poison's jacket, the which is the blue one there, because I was going to go as Party Poison to Gen Con last year with some of my friends. We're going to go as the rest of the group. Um, I have I had the mask on order from Etsy, and I was going to build the zapper using a 3D printer a friend of mine has. I was very excited. It never ended up happening. And then I was going to use it for Halloween, too, and it got canceled. It's a really cool comic book. Uh, he wrote this comic uh, during their tour and released it. It came out before the Umbrella Academy. If you're not familiar with that, you should watch it. It's available on Netflix, which is a it's just another comic written by Gerard Way, who was the frontman of My Chemical Romance and the guy who wrote Killjoys. You really should get get the books if you're a comic book person. I will. I have no idea what this is, but I will stand for uh, Umbrella Academy comics. Oh, and, they're so good. And we'll be that guy who says the books are significantly better than the show. The show is good. I don't really like the show, but like the books have like a level of absurdism that's just like difficult to do on a screen. Yeah, I, I don't know that I would say one is better than the other. I think they are both as fantastic as the story could be in their respective mediums. Because... Yeah. Like the mo- the show is fantastic, but I'll be honest. If I try, if I told anybody about the show, they'd be like, "Oh, that sounds good. I would watch it." If the first episode of the show was the same as the first couple of panels from the comics, I would never be able to get anybody to watch it. I was like, yeah, there are these there's these kids and they fight the Eiffel Tower, but it's got like the zombified body of the guy who built the Eiffel Tower in it that's piloting it like a mech, and then it blasts off into outer space. That's the first panel of the comic. Yeah. And no one would. Awesome. I could not convince anybody to watch that. That's like, not. You're gonna tell. You're gonna tell me like, that if someone's like, "Hey, watch this show on Netflix," you're like, "Sure." And it started with children with jetpacks fighting an anthropomorphic Eiffel Tower run by the zombified man who designed and built the Eiffel Tower. You would be like, "No, I'm turning this off." Um, nonsense. I call shenanigans. My, I could get my friends to watch it, but like my parents wouldn't watch it. You know, like you would, you'd be missing out on like two thirds of people that probably currently watch uh, the Umbrella Academy. I suppose. All right. Well, my number three. Yeah, my number three. That's your number three. Uh, we're just gonna ramp up. Some of, like, my house is gonna get burned down by an army of nerds by the end of this. But uh, Firefly, baby. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Listen, guys, it's time to let it go. You got one season. It's a good season. You got a movie. It's an okay movie. It's not a good movie. It's an okay movie. Uh, Let it die. Just let it. I swear to God, if I go to Gen Con and I have to hear the man they call Jane get played one more time, like, I'm just going to go full Animal House. I'm just smashing things. Like everybody thinks that like they're super cool and original because they they're gonna sing the acoustic version of either the theme from this show or like one of like the couple of songs from the show and like i get it it's a really good show it's a bummer that it didn't get renewed and then it had to be like relegated to comics and like the cast got along really well but like if we're being honest about it season two would have been really good Season two probably would have been like the best season. Season four would have been bad. Like it would have just it would have just been Buffy. Like it would have just been like 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 there would have been bad episodes. There would have been weird continuity gaps. There would have been weird out of character because this is what happens in serialized television. It would have gotten ruined in some way. Just be happy that didn't happen. Be happy you have the nonsense fantasy thing where you get to write fanfic and. Nothing is ruined by, like, future episodes of things. But for the love of God, let these actors and actresses exist outside of this show. Like, I went to... It was Alan Tudyk and Jewel State who play Wash and the engineer... Kay- Kaylee? It's hard to put this as a fan of a part of... Uh, I can't remember the name of the characters. But, like... And this was, like, two years ago, three years ago... Long after the show has been canceled, long after, like, Alan Tudyk was King Candy in, like, a Pixar movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like these people have done other stuff. And all anybody wants to do is talk to them about what it was like to be on Firefly. And they're like, guys, we were on set for, like, six months. Like, we all still hang out because we're actors in Hollywood or whatever. But, like, this doesn't mean nearly as much to us as it does to you because we all get to see each other. Like, we're doing other movies. Please see our other movies. Yeah. 
Alan Tudyk is one of my favorite actors. He also played the chicken in Moana. He's he does a ton of voice acting work. Uh, he's got like a Resident Alien coming out. That looks really yeah. good. Yeah. Um, Jewel staged a movie about planning an orgy that they shot in Canada. I forget what I think. I think it's called Let's Plan an Orgy. I haven't seen it, nice. but I heard it was good. I haven't seen that one either. There's uh, a video of him doing the sound, the voice effects for the chicken in Moana, and he like look, deadpans at the camera after doing a scene and says, "I went to, to Juilliard." <laughs> Like whatever yeah. schools he went to for to like be a trained actor. Hey man, playing chicken pays the bills. And like, don't get me wrong, I, I love Firefly. It's great, especially when you air all the episodes in order. Um, Fox, but it's still like it's just such a like. I don't know. We got to move on. We gotta. This is just a thing we've got, and we love it, and we just just let it go. If it loves us back, it'll come back, but it's not going to come back. So just accept that it doesn't love you. I almost yeah. put I almost put community, but community got to come back, and like community did what this show would have done. Community got its six seasons or whatever. It didn't get its movie, but like it just got progressively worse. There's an entire season that they call the gas leak season because everything that happens isn't written by Dan Harmon, so it's all like weird and doesn't make any sense. That's what this would have been. So just be happy you got your one and we get to have this hypothetical universe where everybody is cool and doesn't do anything dumb and out of character. And just let it go. I'm excited to... I watched all of this and all of Cowboy Bebop so that I could run a scum and villainy campaign that did not end up amounting to anything because I decided to do Delta Green instead. Uh, but We'll bust out scum and villainy eventually. Oh, for sure. Oh man, Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, watch Cowboy Bebop. If we're gonna get weird about a thing that's only got one like season in a in a okay movie, abandon Firefly, take up Cowboy Bebop. It was meant to only be one season. The soundtrack is insanely Fantastic. good. Fantastic. The movie's solid. It's not bad. It's not good, but it's 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 a long episode. And that's kinda of like what it was meant to be. Yeah, it takes place between, like, the second-to-last episode and the third-to-last episode, if I recall correctly. I still yeah. haven't watched it, because you can't find it to stream anywhere. I own it. I'll uh, make it work. Danny owns it. We're supposed to watch it, but there's a pandemic. Uh, okay, uh, supposed to I have an idea. Today. We'll talk about it when cameras aren't on. But, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, I have... Yes, we're, we're going to do this thing. But, no, it's good. It's solid. I saw it in the theaters um, for its, like, 10-year anniversary or something. I did not get to see it in theaters when it was out. Uh, I had like an Ocean's Eleven level of like conspiracy among my friends because it, it's rated R and we were old enough to go see it. And it was only at like the art cinema because it's a limited release, obviously, it's <laughs> not going to major release. And we were like, all right, what what is at this art cinema that we could convince our parents we want to see that's on at the same time? And I think we agreed on some like documentary about penguins or something that we were going to go see and like... I didn't like none of us got to go like our parents knew it was up because we, we were dumb children and I'm certain that they just looked at like all right what else is going on at this theater that these kids want to go see and they were like oh that tv show you really like <laughs> no you're not seeing an R-rated I don't know why it's R-rated I really don't there's no nudity there's it's probably swearing I think there's some like language in there and like obviously they kill a bunch of people but like it's animated violence and America doesn't care about violence but I don't know. That's a fandom that I don't think is terrible, because uh, there's just not that many people into it. I'm sure if as many people like Cowboy Bebop as liked Firefly, it would be on this list. Oh, that's my number three. Alright, on to my number two, uh, which is only my number two by the value of my number one being so much worse, <laughs> uh, which is hard to believe, honestly. Uh, I'm so happy I didn't know what your list was. <laughs> You're going to be really excited with my number one. Uh, number two for me is Motorcycles. People who are into motorcycles are the worst. Uh, there's no defending it. I love motorcycles. I've been riding since I was 12. I learned how to ride a bicycle when I was like four or five. I have lived and breathed motorcycles as my main hobby as much as I possibly could. I got. I had my first job when I was 12. Uh, first job when I was 13, sorry, and I did corny tasseling. Uh, Okay, let me rephrase that. I had my first not official job when I was 12. I worked for a farmer uh, picking up stones out of his field. 
uh, after he put in a lake, and I got paid $100 for like two weeks worth of work, and that motorcycle in the top picture, which is a 78 GL1000, it was like a family friend gave it to my father because he heard I was interested in that stuff. It was, the brakes were rusted onto it, um, the the uh, the seat was just a mess of foam garbage. Uh, you it did not run under any circumstances, and I rebuilt it with my father's help, like by hand, by myself. That is not the final picture of it. There, it is currently repainted uh, gold, and I have a chrome exhaust off of a Harley that I bought used for like a hundred bucks at a swap meet. That is on it. Looks a little nicer now. The bike on the bottom picture, uh, for those of you who can't see it, the top bike's a Goldwing like an early, early Goldwing, the bottom bike is a, just looks like a dirt bike. That is actually a XS400 Yamaha, which is like a Yamaha chopper, but a with a small motor on it. Uh, my father helped me build this one as well. It has been almost completely rebuilt where it just has dirt bike parts on the front and back that are the cheapest dirt bike parts you can find because every parts store has the parts for it. I took that bike twice now on the Trans-American Trail, which is a trail that runs from, starts in South Carolina, goes into... North Carolina for a little bit, Georgia, Tennessee, Utah, and ends all the way up in Colorado. It goes on some of the old uh, uh, Oregon Trail, actually. And there's tons of areas of it where you can only travel through those areas on a motorcycle. You have to use a like old-style manual GPS and input coordinates, and you get these things called roll charts. Uh, and they're just like a roll of paper, and you put it in this thing, and you push a button and it goes to the next piece of the chart because the roads aren't marked they're not mandated or kept up by the government and so there's just some guy who's retired who goes and keeps these trails and changes them it's amazing uh but i started riding when i was 12 like i said i have an it250 yamaha uh which is i still own it's my favorite bike i recently uh had the motor in it rebuilt uh and had a new shock uh, had sent the old shock to California and had it sent back and rebuilt. It's like one of the things I'm proudest of. Uh, but the reason that motorcycles is a bad thing is because like most people when you think of motorcycles, you get the people that are like shopper people, which are the worst. Uh, or you get people who, like I actually, the purple bike is only purple because it was originally blue and it was stolen. The morons who stole it couldn't figure out that the battery is like a mandatory part for that bike's electronic system. They tried to hotwire it and it wouldn't work. So they busted the lights off of it with a sledgehammer, uh, completely ruined the paint job by spray painting it black, and dumped it on the side of the road with the license plate still on it. And I had to go through a whole process with the state getting it back, which sucked. But then we rebuilt it, and I took it on another trip, which was cool. Uh, but yeah, but a lot of people who ride motorcycles are bad, or, or terrible. They, uh, you know, I mean, you know, the loud pipes and the doing dumb stuff and getting in wrecks and... Listening making to it Smash role. Mouth at Sturgis. Yeah, listening to Smash Mouth. Going to Sturgis during a national pandemic and then spreading it to every state in the nation. Uh, I like Harleys, to be honest. I like the way they sound. I like the way they control. They're terrible. They're a machine that was state-of-the-art 80 years ago, and they have not really been built on since then uh, much to make them better. But they are cool, and they're pretty reliable, and they're fun, and I would like to have one one day to customize but the fandom is just the worst. It's a lot of old dudes playing dress up, which I'm just not into. I'm more of a dirt bike guy myself anyway, but yeah. Yeah, I don't have a lot of experience with the uh, motorcycle people outside of you and the people who drive by the front of my house, so I'm just like I'll throw rocks. I'll throw rocks at them. <laughs> and me uh, trying to fight people in bars about motorcycles. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Yes. Hey, that guy was being a dick. Yes, that guy was being a dick. You were both, you were both being dicks. Oh man, that was a long time ago. It like, that was like a year and a half ago. Probably. I know. God, that feels like forever ago. Yeah, that was the first time I think I had to stop you from fighting somebody over something dumb at a bar. It's only ha okay. First off, it's only happened at a bar the one time. <laughs> it's only at a bar the one time. <laughs> it's only happened like two or three times total. Yeah. Oh, man. That guy was a dick, though. You know, now that you mention it, that guy was a jerk. Screw him. People who ride motorcycles are terrible. Uh, my number two is, I think, less controversial in recent years. Uh, that's Doctor Who. 
Uh, I almost didn't put this on here. This was actually almost pinball. Um, I almost put pinball here, and then I realized that like the people That's I play pinball pin with are cool, and like there's definitely like, some like some odd people who do it, but like I don't know, like they mean well. You know what I mean? And they don't really like mess with me, right? Like I don't have to talk to them. I'm really just ashamed of myself and how I act around a pinball machine. Um, and that's not the fandom's fault. That's just me being like a weirdo who goes to a bar and just like goes way too hard on your pinball machine trying to set high scores that like nobody cares about. Um, but Doctor Who is uh, something that I legitimately stopped watching because of the fandom. I was a huge Doctor Who person uh, like through the reboot. I watched a lot of the older stuff. I watched it when I was a kid. Like the old, old Doctor Who used to be on PBS. Like, I loved Doctor Who. I dressed up as David Tennant for Gen Con for Halloween, as well as for like just like other stuff, like Gen Con, Halloween, like whatever. These are things I did not know about you. Well, uh, I used to not work at Gen Con. I used to just go for fun. And, you know, I don't like to like dress up, dress up, but like I can throw on a suit. And I had hair then. I could put some stuff in my, you know, like you can do it. It's, it's an easy yeah. costume. You go to Hot Topic, you buy a sock screwdriver, you can pull it off. It's fun. And then, like, Matt Smith hits. And, like, I'm not a huge fan. I really feel like if you could have had Matt Smith's episodes played by David Tennant, I think David Tennant's the better actor, and I think that the writing is much better for Matt Smith. Um, But, like, that was a debate I would be happy to have with somebody. But, like, over time, dude, it just got so... I don't know. Like, it just got harder and harder and it just got to a point where i was just like i just can't even watch this anymore i can't handle the people i can't handle people like it's you know what i should have put here is monty python in retrospect this should have been monty python because i'm about to say it's reached the level of holy grail where it's like you have ruined a thing i love by not shutting the hell up about it and talking about stuff like you didn't write that's not your freaking joke you know what i mean like... I, I refuse to watch Monty <laughs> Python and the Holy Grail because when I was in college, we they would you know there'd always be like somebody be like, oh, we gotta watch this movie in the basement, and then it was just like five dickheads trying to out shout the next part of the movie before it came on to the point that I was like, I just don't even like this film anymore. I've heard it third person so many, and I used to love that movie. I like yeah. Monty Python's Flying Circus, I like um, Life of Brian, all fantastic stuff. But Holy Grail specifically, I just like just hearing it makes me like tweak out a little bit like yeah third this, cringe this probably should have been monty python and i didn't think of it because i'm about to compare this to the holy grail and really we should just blame the holy grail at this point because yeah stop yelling me at everybody we all saw the movie it's been out for a long time it was done by one of the most popular group of comedians to ever exist in the history of humankind we know we know about the coconuts. Shut the hell up. And I feel like that, that is what this movie has become. Not this movie. This series has become. It has turned into, I'm going to yell bow ties are cool at everybody who's wearing a bow tie. It's going to turn into everyone's going to wear a fez. And I'm going to have to hear you yell at, about fezes at each other and get into weird debates over who's like the cooler doc. Like, it's just, ah, I wish you could wear fezes just more commonly for no reason. I like fezes. I think they look cool and they're comfortable. I mean, if you want to put a lampshade on your head, who am I to say no? Just, yeah. I, just like, I like the tassels. Like, it's just... I don't know. I really like it. I love the concept. I like the idea of this dude who transcends time and space. And, like, as much as he likes to have fun and hang out, it is largely always brought back to, like the horrible things he has seen and has to live with forever because he's like essentially an immortal that's neat why is that not the thing why is this dumb hat the thing we talk about why is that the fact that this guy's like this crazy veteran of a time war and he is like scarred forever because of it that's like some weird dark stuff that like i don't know like that's more interesting to me that should be the thing this is like your uncle the Viet that went to Vietnam but isn't a Trump supporter and won't talk at family gatherings. Like that's yeah, like guy. literally, like, like yeah. There were multiple episodes where that happens where he's just like, I don't want to talk about it. I can't. I I genocided an entire race of aliens. They were evil aliens, 
but I still did it and I'm messed up over it. And then like, they all come back anyway. So he's like the trauma of causing a genocide and then having it mean nothing is crazy. That's such a cool theme that gets replaced with bow ties. God damn it. <laughs> Why? All right. My number one. Oh, I just saw it. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> My number one is Sonic the Hedgehog. I love Sonic the Hedgehog. I have played almost all of the games, even the weird spin-off side games I've played. The original Genesis games, I've played Sonic CD. I've played Sonic Adventure. I've played Sonic Adventure Battle 2. This is my favorite version of Sonic. We are displaying. You have shown <laughs> tremendous restraint by this being your picture for Sonic. Oh, yeah, no. I was like, I want, this one, gone. I want one that's terrible, uh, bad enough that people bullied a movie studio for months <laughs> over it, uh, but not so bad that we get our Twitch stream banned, uh, which is a thin line. I've watched most of the original cartoon that is available on Netflix. I've watched a couple episodes of, like, the new, new cartoon that's only been out for a year or two. Uh, it was a hard press between this and Mega Man for me because I actually probably like Mega Man more than I like Sonic, but Sonic's fandom is way worse. I was going to say, the Mega Man fandom is nowhere near... Yeah. Like, I'm not even a huge Sonic fan. This should be everyone's number one of just horrifying. <laughs> not even, like, oh, I'm annoyed by the thing. No, it's terrifying. Like, Lovecraftian <laughs> levels of awful out of the Sonic people. It's the worst. I, I love Sonic enough that the only movie I saw in theaters in... No, that's not true. The... No, yeah, yes. The only movie I saw in theaters in 2020 uh, was the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I saw Cats as well, but I actually saw it on Christmas Eve of 2019, so it doesn't count. So the only movie that I saw in all of 2020 in a theater was Sonic the Hedgehog movie, and I fucking loved it, Danny. I loved every second of it. I actually it was heard everything it I'd that. ever hoped. It was good. Yeah. I, I would say fine. seven out of ten, six point five. I went into that movie expecting a two or a three, like every Sonic video game or product that's come out for the last ten years. I've played Sonic 06, like front to back when it came out. Like, that's how much I love Sonic the Hedgehog. I ran a Starfinder campaign where the first four levels took place on an abandoned planet the crew had to crash land on. That was just Sega World. And all the people, ha they had to fight all the different Sonic the Hedgehog monsters, including Shadow the Hedgehog, who just had a sniper rifle, because that's what he has in the games. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of, what if Sonic had a gun? Yeah, I made four people play through my Sonic the Hedgehog fan fiction world. <laughs> for, and they did it willingly for four months. Three months. Three months. Because it was fun. Was one of them Jim Carrey? Was it just his? Was, was, I wish I wish I was friends with Jim role. Carrey. <laughs> I wish one of them was Jim Carrey. Um, yeah, no, if just like just look up anything about Song of the Hedgehog through fan Cold Steel the Hedgehog's a good place to start. Uh, any OC Sonic characters are the worst. There's a lot of Sonic erotica out there. It's just <laughs> Just open the box there's and uh, a lot. prepare yourself. This isn't like a, oh yeah, there's one really well-known, like kind of gross Sonic erotica. No, no, no. Community upon community upon community of subgenres of all manner of Sonic-based filth. And you're it's one awful. of them. I'm one of them. <laughs> I live for it. That's rough. Uh, yeah. That's a good. That's a that's a solid number one. I kind of wish that uh, I had gone first just so that we could end on your number one. But I've got, I think, a close second to your number one as far as the best number ones go. And that's Rick and Morty. Uh, yeah, that's rough. Rick and Morty is the only thing that I have ever seen on like a dating app where people are like, if you watch this show, do not talk to me. Like, Rick and Morty fans have gotten so obnoxious to a point where, like, an entire gender has banned together and just been like, if you like this stupid cartoon and you think you're an old time-traveling portal man, don't speak to me. Like, that's enough for me to be like, never talk to me. And I kind of get it. Like, I like this show. I think it's funny. Uh, I, I, I think that... 
it like took off like really fast and Cartoon Network is not the kind of place to be like, we got to preserve our thing. They're like, no, 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 merchandise now. Like, t-shirts. Merchandise yesterday, maybe. Yeah, vinyl, Funkos, don't care. What do you want? Done. Portal gun? Sure. We'll make a new portal gun next season, sell you that portal gun. Go, 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 go. Right? And so, like, it just, like, balloons. And, like, there's a bunch of, like, Psych 101, like, concepts, especially in, like, the earlier episodes that, like... Is the kind of bullshit. yeah, like the kind of stuff that like if you were in high school and like you didn't get to learn about psychology because you like didn't go to like a good high school, um, and then you would be like, oh man, like you probably don't know what what this is, but like the hive mind theory is actually tied to to Kant and his like shut up, we know all right. If you took a psych one hundred and one class, like Dan Harmon's not some. G- like, don't get me wrong, as a writer, I think you could maybe argue Dan Harmon is, like, maybe some sort of crazy mad genius. But he's not some, like, psychologist trying to impart philosophy and stuff on people. This whole show is just him, like, unleashing his weird demons on the planet. Like, it's just him being mad about stuff and then turning it into, like, this weird trippy cartoon. Like, there's an entire episode about how much Rick hates heist movies because Dan Harmon frigging hates heist movies, which is funny. Like the episode is like kind of funny, but as soon as you put it together, like, oh, this is just the creator of this show bitching for 30 minutes through this other media that like a large billion dollar company lets him make. That is funny. But as soon as you turn into this, like we're gonna storm all these McDonald's because we want Szechuan sauce. And we're going to sell it on eBay for $400, which means some other nerd bought it for $400 on eBay. Like, all that stuff, all these people who, like, call themselves Ricks, you know what I mean? Stop it. My girlfriend likes Rick and Morty enough that uh, on our first date, she told me that and then immediately was like, I'm like, I'm really into it, but I'm like, I'm not like super into it, you know, like I like it, but I'm not like, it's, it's my favorite show right now, but I'm not like, it's not like my favorite show of all time. Like it was just like seven different ways of her saying, I really like this thing, but not as much as you think I do. If, if that's not a thing you think I should like. That's what you have to do. Yeah. That's what you like. Literally you like, if you open up, you know, it's on, it's on HBO now. That's how I feel about Smash Brothers. Like you, yeah, like you open up HBO and it's like, and you recently watched this Rick and Morty. You got to be like, well, that's, you know what I mean? I was porn. Like you just have like, like anything just to get it off screen. And you're like, oh, uh, uh, somebody else is watching that. Sorry. It's my roommate. My bad. Yeah. But like, it's a fine show. I like it. It's a good show. It's funny. No, I think I've seen all of it up to date currently. I finished uh, my it. Like, actually owns the third season. Like uh, she bought it. Oh, wow old school yeah not like a physical media she bought it to stream because it's HBO. at the time well at the time it wasn't there ah. she bought it like right when I came out I finished it Christmas Eve that was my like afternoon wrapping gifts I got all the way through the most recent season but yeah man Rick and Morty fandom so bad like it's cock blocking people like, like, like you're literally hindering the like progression of the human race because of who you are as people maybe we all just be cool but it's a great show <laughs> it's a good show it's fun the animation's great the, the concepts uh, are solid con- yeah concepts are solid the i i like the dialogue is pretty cool most of the time um it is very much, if you like community, of course, same guy wrote it, so it's going to be the same type of dialogue, just meaner. Yeah. Well, there's there's a lot of, like, community tropes that they rip off for this. Um, like I said, community almost made this list, but, like, the fans of community aren't that, like, they seem to be pretty cool. Like, they're just like, we got our thing, you know what I mean? We, but, we'll always have childish Gambino. Yeah. Right? Oh, man. Which is probably the coolest thing to come out of any TV show, like imagine like Donald Glover's career is amazing <laughs> what is it like to work with Donald Glover do you think like like early Donald Glover to be like this guy's like 23 like he's like super young he's writing for like 30 Rock he's on Community he's like this like super funny guy then out of nowhere he's like I'm gonna make rap music and everybody's like yeah 
you know, we all got hobbies. Do what you got to do. Then he shows you his rap music and you go, oh, shit, you're actually really good at this. And then he goes on to be Childish Gambino. And then he goes on to, like, also have a crazy writing career. Like, also, he gets to play Lando Calrissian in a Star Wars movie. Which is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> he gets to be a space pimp in a Disney movie. Yeah. That's, it'd be, it'd be, I mean, he's gotta be, like, he's like a, like, he's described as like a renaissance man. Like, how many other famous people, I can't name a single one, that's, was, a, is a successful actor, writer, singer, and he had a comedy, comedy special that was pretty good. Oh, yeah, yeah, he did stand, jeez, I forget, yeah, yeah. like, stand-up was like his first thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Danny DeVito was in a movie called Renaissance Man. Danny Almost DeVito is an elder god, so I don't think it's fair <laughs> enough. Danny DeVito is 5,000 years old. Cool, that has been five things, five more things. We did two episodes in a day, baby. Maybe. Yeah. Em embrace all these things we said, but, but just don't be that guy. Yeah, check them all out, because we love them. Just don't get obsessed. Which is, you know, is a good way to just live your life in general, probably. One day we'll be on one of these lists. I hope so. Just, yeah. Uh, if you listen to the Five Things podcast, swipe left. I can't handle those people. All oh, they, they put everything in lists like a bunch of weirdos.